Welcome to Sisters, Sabres, and Star Destroyers, a podcast where two sisters talk about and bond over all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Maddie. And I'm your host, Sam. And today we will be talking about our top three favorite quotes from Star Wars. Woo! But before we begin, two quick shout outs slash thank yous. First, a big thanks to Maddie's friend, Hannah, for doing both our thumbnail art and a few of the other things that I've posted on the Instagram. Um, we really appreciate it because Maddie and I, neither of us are big <laughs> digital art people, yeah. like at all. I wouldn't know where to begin. Also, a big thank you to everybody that has listened. I am 100% sure we all know you personally and have basically told you to listen, but still, we really appreciate it. If you want to spread the word, that's great. And if you listen to us every Friday, really big thank you. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so basically the what we're going to be doing this episode is we're going to talk about uh, my top three quotes and then Sam's going to talk about her top yeah, three quotes. I think we have overlap on our third one. <laughs> However, we have never said our favorite quotes to each other, our yes. list. So we don't Maddie know knows what mine list. is, but I don't know what Maddie's is. So Yeah, but we haven't officially discussed it. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your third favorite quote we're gonna go from the least favorite to the most favorite yeah Yeah. so when I was first you know there's so many good quotes in Star Wars and the thing is is my list it might not even be my favorite three quotes it's just because there are so many quotes and I'm like those are iconic right like they have to they're everybody's favorite these are ones that maybe aren't quite as common and are my favorite anyway I came across this one while going through a list of like top 100 Star Wars quotes and it really resonated with me and it's from Rogue One (laughs) Wait, hold on. Wait, no, go, no, you say, you say. It's from Rogue One, and Jin says it. And her, what she says is, it's not a problem if you don't look up, but it's in response. Yeah, that's my third favorite quote. Yeah, but I'll give the context for people who maybe haven't seen Rogue One in a while because this is not one of the more well-known ones. It's right when they're on Jeddah, you know, and they ca- get captured by Saw, and Saw Gerrera is like, oh, you want to see the Imperial flag rain across the galaxy? And she says, it's not a problem if you don't look up. And I don't like this quote for the message it's saying, because I do. It's more for its opposite meaning, right? Because it represents her mindset at the beginning, where it's like, you can just ignore evil if you want to. It's very easy. Yeah. Just don't pay attention to it. So it takes effort to fight against something evil like the empire and like Jin, I mean, this is the beginning of her journey. And by the end, she's all about like the rebellion and stuff. But that idea that you could just overlook evil and you can just ignore bad things happening in your life is it, it said so well with this quote and just in the context yeah. and the interaction between the two of them in Rogue One. That the line delivery e- is great. I know. Even if it's not one of the more popular Star Wars quotes, and maybe I don't even know if it's one of the best top three. I, yeah. it's just such an important message that I had to put it on my list. I agree. Well, no one I mean, talks it's, about it. it's my third favorite as well. And a lot of my quotes, actually, it's hard to put into words why they're my favorite, but the main reason is that they all resonate with me for some, something. But what I said about this quote was First of all, it kind of speaks for itself. It's talking about the, you can ignore a problem, but that doesn't mean it won't go away. I mean, the empire had a really long reign. It was, what, 20, 
years, 23 years, think, something like that. Yeah, I think 23. I don't know off the top of my head. And so people obviously were not fans of the Empire for 23 years and then just decided, hey, I hate it now. Let's change it. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that if people ignore something and just try and survive it, then evil can reign for a long, longer time. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. It just shows like the politics of Star Wars, like the day that we're recording this, Matt, I released our prequels episode on Spotify and I was listening <laughs> yeah. to it this morning and we we're talking about the politics in that episode. And this, this is just another great example of how Star Wars can be so, have so much depth with politics and with the interactions. The entirety of like the original trilogy is focusing on these people who are determined to overthrow the empire that are working together. And through Han Solo a little bit, and then especially through Jin in Rogue One, we really see that it's not easy to do that. Like, it is no hard work. And this quote just yeah. emulates that so well. Yeah, and the only way to really solve a problem is to face it. You can't just ignore it. So, no. and I think that is such a Jin character trait. Her arc is representative of just rebellions in general and how they start and just how you can shift from being very apathetic, not doing anything, to being so focused. And it's the realizing, finally, that it's like, even if you're not looking up, it's still there and it's still causing problems. You can choose to ignore it or you can stand up and fight it. Because after a certain point, it's just hard to live with. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really have to say about that one. And that movie is just amazing. And I think... Rogue One is one of my favorites. Rogue One is so, so good. good. The end. And oh, anyway, so that's a whole other yeah, discussion. That's a whole other discussion, but we love Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. So my second favorite quote, I'll go next, is... No so idea what this is. It's in Revenge of the Sith, and okay, it's said by Padme, and it's, so this is how Liberty dies with thunderous <laughs> applause. That's my first. Oh my gosh, So really? I guess we'll talk about that one, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the scene first, because that whole scene and the Senate building, which is very interesting to look at because you have all the pods and there's just everyone yeah. is there. And you have the, well, chancellor, but emperor talking about how we will now be known as the Galactic Empire. And then everyone is just applauding so loudly. And Padme, Organa, and I believe Mon Mothma's also in the I, Mon Mothma's not there. It's just Vale and Padme. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. And her delivery of that. I think in the prequels, Padme is not given the best line. No, Natalie Portman doesn't. It, she she tries, but she just doesn't succeed yeah. very well. And this is one of her better lines. And so that makes it even more impactful. But just what it represents is that you can become blind to what's going on around you or so jaded. And I mean, in psychology, there's the, I I don't remember the official term, but the mob mentality. So you'll just follow whatever because you want to be a part of a larger, a part of a larger group and you can neglect individual feelings and adopt behaviors of those around you and that line is just such a perfect yeah encompassing description of what is happening in that exact scene I know you have a lot to say oh, about this line I, this is my favorite <laughs> this is my favorite Star Wars quote so this is my all-time favorite Star Wars quote just because of how applicable it is out of context both with within the the prequels and just Star Wars in general it's it's just fantastic. And as you were saying, that mob mentality of belonging, but it's also showing it's not like things become evil and everybody who's on board with it is also evil. 
Like it often comes from like people think that it's the right thing. They get on board with it, even though they're not fully aware maybe of how bad it is for everybody else. Or they get manipulated to the point where they think that like the end of democracy, they think that it's a good thing. I mean, and you said the manipulation thing. And here in my notes, I say, and I quote, if you don't take a stand for something, then you can become a plaything to be manipulated. And that is exactly what Palpatine does. I think it's a lot easier in life to just not do anything, to be lazy, to not really have your own opinions and just follow what everyone else is doing. And that's what happens. Yeah, but I, I think I think this quote is more an example. Like it is an example of just going with the flow, but it also just shows how easy it can be for things to turn bad, I guess, for lack of a better word, I can't think. And people be on board with it. Like, it's not, as I was saying, it's not like an overnight switch of, oh, we were this good democracy and now we're this evil empire. It became more authoritarian and more authoritarian until finally the person in charge who was Palpatine in this instance convinces people that this is the right thing, even though it's completely going against everything that the Republic was about. And it takes an incredibly strong person to realize that and stand up against it, which is why I love Padme so much. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about her outfit? This might be, <laughs> I, I love Padme's fashion. And I think in terms of symbolism and why she wears it and just the costume designer's idea, this is my favorite outfit of hers. She, the headpiece she has, first of all, she's wearing this very dark, I don't know if I call it a brocade. I think it's velvet. I can't remember, but this very dark velvet, you almost get lost in it. It has so much depth and yet it's also, there's something vibrant about it. And it's very dark and and it it tells a lot about what's happening and how dark this whole event is. But then in her, her headpiece is almost the symbol of the rebellion and I love it I love it so much that's such a nice touch it's yeah it's such it's such a nice touch because as this democracy is dying Padme like this headpiece is showing that this this her thoughts and the type of people who are aligned with her and who think like her are what is eventually going to take down this empire that was just declared yeah and she's heavily pregnant at this point too so Luke and Leia are on the way Uh, (laughs) yeah so yeah, it's and, two days before she gives birth. Oh, because it's Empire Day, right? Empire that Day. is a rough two days in the Star Wars universe. And actually, that scene where Palpatine declares the Empire is such a pivotal moment in the Star Wars saga and specifically the prequels. Anakin hasn't fully become Vader yet. I mean, he has the title at that point, I believe. Yeah. But this is the moment where the galaxy becomes the Empire. And the only thing left to happen is for Anakin to fully become Vader. And so in the suit. And at this point in the movie, it just kind of feels like, well, it's too late now. All of that hope is dying along with the Liberty. Oh, such a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Every there's there's really no going back because the, yeah. he has a Palpatine has the support of the Senate, and so even if Anakin were to say, "Hey, yeah, no, nah, never mind, I don't want to do the whole Vader thing," the galaxy is still screwed. Palpatine still has won politically, and the fact that people are applauding is it's just so it's so well done. And even though a lot of the lines in the prequels don't deliver, I think this one has. They changed it in the Revenge of the Sith novel, and it made me so mad because the way that this is written is so good. Yeah. I mean, I think the Revenge of the Sith novelization has oh, really good lines. Well, it's way better, but they yeah. changed the way that, sh- that Padme says this line, and it really makes me mad because this is my favorite Star Wars quote. 
I used to have yeah. a quote of this, like an arabesque on my water bottle. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember that. But anyway, Maddie, oh, I guess my second favorite. Yeah, quote, what's your second favorite? I have no idea. This, I know, Maddie. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you ever would have guessed this. Okay, okay. This one also was a surprise for me, but my okay. second favorite is from A New Hope. Okay. And it is when Obi-Wan and Luke are in Obi-Wan's hut. Oh, and that scene is so good. Anyway, I know. continue. Obi-Wan, um, I, I'm par- I, uh, this is an amalgamation. I cut out, Luke says some things, and I really just said the key things Obi-Wan says in this exchange. Okay. Which is, I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. He was the best star pilot in the galaxy and a cunning warrior, and he was a good friend. And oh. I love this. It says so much about Obi-Wan. It says so much about Anakin. And also before this, I didn't, I didn't quote this exactly, but he says, oh yes, I fought in the Clone Wars too. And so it says so much about the past and just the way that this line is delivered by Alec Guinness, just there's so much history behind the delivery, even though. And wait. And wait. And wait. Even though we've never met Anakin, this is the first time we're here really hearing about him in any sort of context and depth. And we also haven't really heard much from Obi-Wan at this point, but automatically you feel the history for sure. Those two and just of the galaxy. So that is one of the scenes where, so when I saw the movie for the first time when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, that's a really nice scene. That's really cool. That is one of the scenes that I think the prequels enhanced when you go back and you watch and you watch the originals because you know Anakin as a person now you've seen him and then you also know Obi-Wan's relationship with him and it just makes that scene so sad but also melancholy for the past it's so ha- it's nostalgic and it's so, that's so the much perfect word nostalgia in that scene yeah and it's you and especially after the prequels you realize you know it's not like they left or we'll assume the Kenobi I right now I'm assuming the Kenobi show is the last time they saw each other at this point and even all of this crap that's happened with Obi-Wan and Anakin, yeah. he still is able to, like, compliment him and has so many good memories. I'm just a sucker for, like, memories and, like, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And when I was thinking time. about this list, I was like, no one talks about this line, but it just makes me feel warm inside. Yeah, I think it's really sweet. It's not the right word, but kind of in the same family. The fact that Obi-Wan still loves Anakin he still feels that compassion for him is so touching especially after seeing the Kenobi show and that moment where he just is like you're truly gone you're not here anymore and so he really is thinking of the memory of Anakin and that's and it just it just makes me warm and fuzzy inside yeah but also it's also the first time Luke is hearing really anything about his father and it's such and it's said with so much warmth and kindness, love that yeah. Obi-Wan has for Anakin and that yeah that kindness and it's such a great I mean introduction I'm wondering like this line and this memory that Obi-Wan shares maybe this is one thing that really gives Luke hope for Anakin like to be able to come back to the light and stuff because from this and maybe with Obi-Wan like Luke understands that Anakin used to be a really good person who really cared for others yeah and I mean totally agree with that it's I just thought of that right now (laughs) and this is probably the first time that Luke is hearing these kind things about his father because I know his uncle yeah Owen's not the he did not think very highly of Anakin I mean he did massacre a bunch of sand people but that's besides the point and so this may be the first time that Luke ever hears good things about his father and so it's okay to be his son he might want to look up to his dad and so this is probably the first moment that he's hearing 
anything that's kind about his dad and that's <laughs> this is making me so happy and so sad at the same time star wars is so tragic it's just pain it just brings me pain but it also brings you out of that pain too yeah it's oh uh, it's so good oh yeah. my gosh that quote yeah. is anyway. good i didn't even think of that one that's a well good this one. i actually thought about this maddie because at one point you had talked about it as you really liked it and i actually went back and rewatched that scene in a new hope to quote it because it's not on anybody's quote list but it's more just the context of that scene and just the delivery of that line oh my god um, i love this is my the, number two i love the instagram edits where they edit in scenes from the prequels <gasps> as oh god, yes. obi-wan is talking <laughs> those, oh, those are so good anyway okay anyway, what is your number one we've already discussed my number one <laughs> Okay, so my number one, it was hard to pick because as you said earlier, there's a lot of quotes that everyone loves from Star Wars, you know, so it's hard to find ones that aren't people's favorite quotes. So mine is actually a favorite scene, and I really like the delivery of the quotes. Oh, I'm intrigued. So it's in The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. So they're on Dagobah, and Yoda lifts the ship out of the water. Oh, I, I should have known you were going to say this. And, <laughs> and then Luke, he's just kind of out of breath and he's like, I don't believe it. And then Yoda says, that is why you fail. So that quote is just, it's, there's not even anything super crazy that is said that makes it stand out. It's just the delivery of that by Mark Hamill and Frank Oz. It's so good. And then the music in that scene just builds and you have this glorious Yoda lifting the ship. But on a deeper level, why I like this quote, aside from how the scene is shot and the delivery, it demonstrates that you can have all the physical strength in the world, but you won't succeed unless you believe in yourself. Oh, that's so good. Oh and my that, God. Can I quote you on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> is such a root of Star Wars. No, you're so right. And the force, it's just, this is one of the first times that we see the force being something you have to truly work at. It's not just this power you're born with. Yes, you can be force sensitive, but it's something you have to hone through hard work. And it's such a spiritual experience to master the force. I mean, that's why there's a whole Jedi temple, because you can't just wake up one day and be like, oh, look, I'm yeah. amazing at the force. And that is such a concept that I just love. I'm not saying, I want to make it clear, that with the power of positive thinking, you can do anything. No. Because that's not true. That's really just not true. It requires a lot of hard work, dedication, sweat, blood, tears, all of these things in order to truly master something. And another reason I like this quote is it also shows that the force, you have to feel it with your entire body. Your mind has to be completely in tune and connected with your body. And that is such an integral part of the force, which I just love. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could say anything more about that quote. I think you all said that perfectly. Well, I also wanted to talk about so what happens when Jedi don't believe that they are able okay. to do what they want. Okay. So... We're going to talk about Anakin for just a hot second here. We always talk about Anakin on this <laughs> podcast. We love him. True. So I would say one of the reasons that Anakin turned to the dark side is because he had this fear and doubt of his abilities to save Padme. So he didn't have this belief and he didn't have this connection and he wasn't in tune, in tune with how he was feeling. And that is why he ultimately failed. One of the reasons anyway. So it's just you got you to gotta put in the work and you got to have the confidence. And that is such... 
an integral part of Star Wars. And I love I it. was saying, I, I love the connection to like the physical. I just love the idea of the Jedi and the concept of that. It's pretty like Eastern inspired. Yeah, I think so. Because it's definitely not a Western. <laughs> really <laughs> no. But that idea of like mind, body, and really yeah. everything being in sync is, I think it's so important. Like even in, in my own life, I, in my own life, I've realized how important that is. And, you know, being in touch with all of that. And I think, yeah, that quote is a great example of how. Yeah. Are you surprised who's my favorite? I, I'm not <laughs> surprised. That's, I know that's one of your favorite moments. I just didn't know if you were going to pull the quote from it. But if you, if you don't mind, I do have some honorable mentions. Yeah, go for it. Um, which I think you'll get it. One, you'll get a kick out of one of them, and one okay. of them is almost like an inside joke among like family. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think I know what it is. <laughs> okay, but just go ahead, go say. Yeah, it. so I'll do that one first. Okay. Um, which is the line that our dad says all the time. Oh my god, we'll be cracking up right now. But it's the the strike me down line and you're from Jedi. And yeah. yeah, and your journey to the dark side will be complete. But our dad says it in the full-on emperor voice. And he just says it randomly. I don't even know what context it's normally in. But sometimes he just says it. Yeah, he just likes saying it. He and just then... likes talking like the emperor. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny because we went uh, this, like, where I live, they were having this, hey, come see the Star Wars movies in an actual theater, you know? And so we went and we saw it in the theater. And my dad was trying so hard to not quote the emperor in return of the jedi and it was just hilarious because yeah. he's actually pretty good at it oh my god i just have so many fond memories of that line that yeah. i just had to put it on my honorable mentions list even though i'm not even going to talk about how it's like actually a pretty good line and super important i just have to put it in there because i first of all knew you would laugh about it because he <laughs> says it all the time all the like, time he just quotes the emperor and i'm just like why why like what i don't know what context it comes up in we talk about Star Wars a lot in our house, so that's part <laughs> yeah. of it. Anyway, okay. I'm trying to Let's... think. One another one of my lines you really like, mm -hmm. and absolutely okay. out of context, it means nothing. People say this on a daily basis. It's the "I'm so sorry" line from *Revenge of the Sith*. Oh, <laughs> that is such a well-delivered line, Ewan oh McGregor. He did such a good job, and it's because it's. If people aren't aware, because it's a pretty obscure one. I don't think many people are going to well, mention it. It's like you said, we just say that in everyday life, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry about that, you know? But basically it's after Obi-Wan gets back from Utapau and is on Coruscant and figures out, I think at that point, Anakin has killed, has killed the younglings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then anyway, he goes to Padme's apartment and is like trying to figure out where Anakin is be like yeah he killed younglings and stuff and she's in disbelief and as he's leaving he's like Anakin's the father isn't he and she doesn't Aww. even say anything she just looks down with this look of utter defeat and he just says I'm so sorry and the best delivery of that line ever and the pity and yet judgment behind that line delivery is so there's so much depth to these three words that Maddie and I both love it we talk about it all the time yeah like it's ridiculous how much we talk well, about this quote. I remember when we were first watching the prequels and we didn't admit that we liked them to each other <laughs> yeah. uh but even then we were like well that seems good guys I mean the rest is not great <laughs> well deeply inside loving them but anyway yeah. no that scene is good <laughs> anyway 
any of the other ones those are really the only two i really and then of course the iconic i'm a jedi like my father before me oh, that's so good blah, yeah. blah 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 on and on that one's so good but i don't even need to talk about that everybody loves that one there's just lines that everybody likes and so i didn't really yeah. include them no on that's my what list. i felt but personally the the strike me down line but specifically yeah. how our dad delivers it so i have a, another family line if anyone is curious oh my god um, i don't know which one it is it's said by Han Solo in Jedi, and it's the, uh, I don't know, fly casual. <laughs> Wait, who says that? Oh, my God. Considering it's half Han the people. Solo. Have, oh, no, but like in our family. Every, we all say it. Do we'll we? Just be I like, don't say it. I say it a bit. Oh. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, fly also, casual. considering, Maddie, half the people listening to this podcast were related to, I feel like they'll appreciate this discussion. But the fly casual line is another family favorite. Yeah. Anything said by Han Solo in a banter way is yeah. <laughs> but my favorite question that I've been waiting to ask: Do mm. you have any dishonorable mentions? Do I? I mean, you didn't prepare me for this, Sam. <laughs> I uh, honestly, we we should. I don't want to like hate on anything, but I mean, everybody can admit there's some bad lines in Star Wars. Anything mm. Jar Jar says, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't looked at any quotes for to not like because you know i was not prepared for that that's not what we oh i'm sure you have some on the top of your head considering how much we talk about the dialogue (laughs) definitely have some off the top of my head i mean let's go with the classics first i don't like sand solid best pickup line out there not really (laughs) at all uh not a fan of that line just because what he does after is incredibly creepy i don't know anyway the fireplace scene in Attack of the Clones. Entire scene. Entire scene. favorite. I don't know which is the worst one. And we could like break down that scene line by line and I don't know which one's worst. The I wish I could wish is pretty bad. Yeah, no, but the thought of not being with you. If you're suffering as much as I am, please tell me. <laughs> oh my gosh. All these Sorry, lines that was a really are... flat delivery. <laughs> all these lines are so bad. Just the uh, entirety of the romantic lines in Attack of the Clones. Those are my uh, big ones. Oh, the hold me that Leia says in Return of the Jedi. Terrible. Yes, that one. Yeah. Worst, we thought, is, in my opinion, the worst delivered line, the worst line in the original trilogy. I agree with that. And that's frequently talked about at our household as well. Uh, hold me. Ones. Oh, uh, I think <laughs> There's, I mean, in Rise of Skywalker, somehow Palpatine returned. It's not a great line. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. That's back as a context. Yeah. Although the somehow, if you're saying anything that like your main villain coming back and it's somehow, maybe somehow. maybe don't put it in. <laughs> maybe don't put it in the movie. Leave that out. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and then there's like lines that could have been okay, but were delivered badly. And I'm sorry, Hayden, but <laughs> your delivery of what have I done? Could oh be oh it's just, oh it makes me cringe. No one can say that line well because I know it's we've not tried. Line. Maddie, you and I have tried. Oh, times. we have tried and it has failed every time. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the I kill them, not just the men, but the women and the children, too. All that's the meme also lines. great. All the, all, meme all the meme lines. That's hello there because that's just great and iconic. <laughs> that one's so good. Yeah. <sighs> so, those are the only ones I can think off the top of my head. Anyway, so all in all, 
There are some oh, really great lines in Star Wars. We love lines in Star Wars. It's there. There's, yeah, there's so many good examples of just fantastic writing and also writing that really portrays the context of the story as well as as applicable to like the greater world because Star Wars takes so many of these ideas and just puts them in a fictional form. That's why fictional things are so good. Yeah, because it's real human emotion being expressed in a non-real situation. Yeah. And so there's great lines, also not so great lines, but we love those anyway, so yeah. Thank you for listening to Sisters, Sabres, and Star Destroyers. Once again, I'm your host, Sam. And I'm your host, Maddie. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to follow us on Spotify and Instagram. Till next time, may the force be with you.